Three, two, one, go. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Bibster and the Ginger. As I'm adjusting my mic here. As you're adjusting your mic. And guess what, folks? It's another week. It's another interview. Uh, This week we have Derek with us from Varium Racing. Did I say that right, Derek? You did. I did say it right. All right, Derek, before we... We'll we'll get into everything of last weekend's race, which was really fun. We'll get into that later. But, Derek, before we get too into this, tell the audience who you are, what you do, what Varium is, all of the... All the fun answers, if you would. Thanks. Right, I appreciate it. First of all, my name is Derek Wilson. I'm from Bend, North Iowa. Um, my passion is dirt track racing. I drive modified number nine. We were at Makoka the last weekend. Love that place. Um, Varium started four years ago. Um, we got contacted by a good friend. He asked me what I was into. I said I was racing four-wheelers. We sat on a bucket and thought about how we wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, having a sticker on a machine giving 30% off a product isn't what we wanted to be, don't get me wrong those, those are certainly uh, important for what we do for industry uh, but we wanted to support racers in a different way mm-hmm. um, so we involved ourselves in quads for myself with three children, couldn't afford to race so I just started supporting people I sought out people that are extremely passionate and, and um, focused on what they wanted as a goal but also possibly people that needed needed help okay what what does that mean you you'd help them out like you you'd build bikes for them or yeah quads yeah so we started off in atv cross country atv <laughs> cross country is two hour races on a four-wheeler so it's one man one machine for two hours oh. um that diversifies from classes all the way from pro to beginner okay um, right now we have 20 atvs that race um, all the way from ages 45 to 5 years old. Uh, our home series is the Iowa ATV series, which is centralized around Des Moines. Mm-hmm. However, Matt Lindell out of Muscatine, Iowa, um, I, who I believe is somewhere around the top 12 in the world right now, uh, runs the GNCC, the Grand National Cross Country. He's been to uh, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and they're coming up in Peru, Indiana here soon. Oh, uh, super, super, super high athletes. It's the whole body-mind machine. You have to have it all. Another of our top quad racers is Cooper Hooks out of Dubuque, Iowa, who actually won uh, the 70cc championship GNCC last year. A uh, very high level, um, and we've been able to grow with them and grow together. And just having the knowledge of the mechanics, the machines, and, and how to prepare your body uh, for motorsports, it, it's enormous to have them along with us passing that down. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That's cool. So they, um, so are they like full time? I mean, some of these guys are probably still like in school and stuff, but are there guys that are like full time, like they're traveling on racing all the time, or do most of these guys have like day jobs and then just try and race on the weekends? So Matt lives a lot of Muscatine, um, owns and operates the family farm. Okay. Uh, they're custom, custom. They do custom cropping, which is they're like hired to pick, hired to spray, mm-hmm. and excuse me. They also have their own operations. Uh, Cooper Hooks. A uh, young man is, I believe, 12 or 13 years old, so he's, he's certainly not full-time. He's a student. <laughs> yeah. um, one of our highest priorities is we'll do grade checks throughout the year. Wow, that's um, cool. Not that we have a standard. However, if your grades are not uh, – C stands for can't race. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, good point. And that is point. a standard that we carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have a whole lot of problems with it. We've had a long storied history, um, mm-hmm. and it's part of what we've grown into. And people like Matt Lindell being at the top can can give these kids a call mm-hmm. uh, when their grades aren't good, when they're misbehaving. And it means a lot to get a phone call from the guy we see on um, 
on TV every weekend. Okay. So. Yeah, and it probably also is kind of a like, oh crap, I got the call means it could either be you I probably it. I did good at a race or something's going on that Or he's about to chew my head off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's about to say, What's going on at school, buddy? Yeah. That's pretty cool. But that's cool. It works. That's cool. Because I think a lot of times, you know, people get involved in racing at a young age and they kind of forget like, hey, I, I might not, this might not be my full-time gig someday. I should probably make sure that I can still, you know, get through school and be, and not just go, well, I like racing, so that's all I need to worry about, right? A lot of our focus on the other end of education is the mechanical education of it. I think we all know that um, working with your hands or trades is kind of a dying um, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of our focus is not only are these kids racing and on the, these machines, but they're also wrenching. They're understanding uh, what spark fuel and air means to a motor, what tire pressure means, or durometers, the durometers mean, mm-hmm. um, and all those different, you know, shock suspension. It's a big part of the education. In fact, we've partnered with Eastern, Eastern Iowa Community College. Okay. And in June, they're putting on a class uh, for pit crew, and it's for youth. Um, it's a local drag racer that puts it on who's also an instructor. Mm-hmm. So we've been working with them quite a bit. Our junior dragster, Brianne Covell, has attended a few MIT classes for engine building. So education is a big part of what we're doing here. Um, putting It's hard to get – sometimes it's really hard to get youth involved. It's yeah. hard to get anybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you if we can get kids, the moment they hit the throttle, it goes for adults too. Yeah. They might not get understand motorsports. You might not get it. But the second you hit the throttle, you get it. Yep, yep. It's, it kind of clicks in. <laughs> So you can't expect your kids to be out wrenching when they haven't experienced it quite yet. Yeah. So, see, so be patient. As par- if I could give advice to parents, is be patient. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how do you do? Like, people approach you about like, hey, my kid wants to get into racing, or is it more you're out there like at, at racetrack seeing kids that are getting into it and going, hey, like, like hand picking them out, or do people contact you about like getting involved? Well, it's a great question. Um, we started in quads, um, and then we slowly got involved. I, I grew up at the dirt track. Okay. Uh, so first and foremost, that's my passion. My dad's been racing for 20-plus years, whether it be Bluegrass, Iowa, mm-hmm. Davenport, East Moline. Um, so I've been involved with that. Uh, racing quads, you know, like I had, I had three children. I couldn't afford to race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like I said, I started helping people. Well, that led into someone giving me a four-wheeler race which was pretty awesome, and I'll appreciate that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just started to grow, and then I realized who around me, you know, two blocks away from me was a guy, is a guy named Jamie Weckel, who is now our team mechanic. Okay. Uh, so just started connecting dots. There's a ton of motorsports talent in the quad cities. Mm-hmm. Um, off the dirt track, the quads, the, the junior dragsters, the dirt bikes, there is an enormous amount of talent here in the quad cities. Um, so, yes, and then some people would approach me, and I have a – huge appreciation that people that people can step up and approach me and say hey shake my hand my name is you know i had a young a young man his name's andrew weisinger he's a military veteran approached me at a race and he's now part of what we're doing cool that's awesome i'm so um how many so you start off in quads and then you jumped into like sounds like you got into like junior drag drag racing right and right. then how did you get back into dirt track yourself? Is that Was that just always part of the game for you, or was it just the opportunity rose to get a car? Like, where did that jump happen? <laughs> well, ever since I was old enough to drive, I was hoping my dad would pass the torch. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a lot of us in that situation. Mm-hmm. 
um, I took my time to learn and, and put in the effort. And uh, my dad, two, two years ago, I would run the uh, mechanics race or cheaters night every year. Okay. Um, and I got to tell you, I made mistakes, and I made stupid mistakes, and I never gained my dad's trust. Uh, because the truth is, it was his. It was his, it was his car. It was his money, his yep. investment. Yep. And I haven't un- fully understood that until this year when it's my investment too. But <laughs> yeah. uh, so we did well. And after a season, we went to a couple specials. He let me drive at Donaldson, and we made the big show. And it grew from there. And last season was my first full season. Okay. Um, and we made progress, and I learned a lot. Now this year, we've made a lot of different connections with like Blake Harris of KH Suspension. Blake Harris is the car chief for Martin Truex Jr. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So, so it's really cool. Like when he when he gets kicked out of a race somewhere because their car doesn't pass inspection, I get to call the guy and get the real story. And then <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there's... and see what they say. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, brilliant guys, but we're still learning and growing. Um, but the idea is to continue to learn and grow. You know, it's a challenge. You challenge yourself and we challenge each other. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got back into a dirt track car. It's a big investment. In fact, when I'm off the phone with you, it's out to work on tires. So. <laughs> now you're in the modified class, right? Just I, I tried to look at I saw that, but kind of to the folks at home that might be, they've gone to a couple dirt track races. What is what is a modified car? Like what makes a modified car a modified car? Just like in kind of the, the, the quick answer, I guess. Now you go asking me all the details. I won't have them all, <laughs> but a modified is an is an open wheel modified. Okay. Um, really, the only thing stock on it is the front stub. Okay. Uh, which is the front of the car, basically. Uh, but it is an open wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, late models, I believe, are a hundred percent like aftermarket. Yeah. Um, a modified. There are rules. There's there's sport modified, which I believe they can only have two barrel carburetors, where we can have four. Mm-hmm. Uh, their suspension is not quite inter- as intricate as mm-hmm. the modified. Yeah. And the whole idea of a modified, of uh, the sport mod, was to be able to take some of the old modified cars that were somewhat unusable mm-hmm. um, and give them an opportunity to use them at a one-class lower for the sport mod. So okay. it's taken a lot for me to figure that out, too. In fact, in <laughs> fact my first uh, hot laps last year, I wound up out there with a the sport mod because I didn't, I didn't realize it. You were like, man, this is really good. And like, oh, wait <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, I was, I was really moving. Yeah, but hey, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. You're just like, whoops. It's like, man, That's that what makes you... for good laughs. Because you guys can burn now, at least I've done a, just a touch of research, but because do you guys burn alcohol or do you guys burn regular race gas in yours? Uh, you can do both. Okay. However, we're on gas now. Mm-hmm. Crate Motors has kind of taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we are still on an open motor. Okay. Um, we are doing all we can to stay on an open motor, uh, build a motor that can compete with the crates. Um, you know, with a quick change, we can gear them out. So that's all process we're in now. We, mm-hmm. Our motor was built by Doug Nye of Nye RPM, so we're pretty confident. We're going to be able to go out there and compete mm-hmm. um, with our shock package. We still haven't utilized everything, but we're figuring that out. Okay. Because I think I looked up, you got, what, 11th this last weekend? I think, was that right? Yeah, Makokota, we took 11th mm-hmm. of 18 Davenport the night before. We got caught up in a little accident in the features. So. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to get, I was supposed to go to Davenport, or try and get to Davenport on Friday, but stupid crap happened at work, so I didn't end up making it. But, um, so this weekend, what are you looking to race um, or where's, where, where are you going to be racing it this weekend? We'll be in Davenport okay. uh, Friday night. Okay. Um, Saturday night, we will be back in Mokokoda. However, 
this is a family operation for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important for me to keep my family involved, and they want to be involved. So Saturday is Powder Puff mm-hmm. um, and a which means the females will race after the after the regular show. Okay. So I'm challenging anybody out there <laughs> to go challenge my sister in the modified class if you're a woman because she's a three-time champion and hey, she Bipster, you claims got this. to have won more races than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy. That's the problem. Do you, wait, do you think we can get Emily to do it? Uh, my, that's that, That's my wife. <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't like you in, a, in a, any type of race. No, car. she's well. I have a couple things against me. I'm a bigger guy to start <laughs> with, so that's a problem. And she thinks I'm going to kill myself. In you know, any we kind could of throw we could throw our buddy AJ in a dress, and you know, he could probably pass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, He's so, the only guy I know so that knows his dress any, size. Any women out there that think they can beat a three time champ, or probably any guy at that point. <laughs> Anybody at all? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be so the car me. gets parked all night long until Powder Puff. Okay. Uh, the last thing I want to do is go tear it up so my, my sister doesn't get her opportunity. Right. Yeah, that's always uh, – And that's always – That's the rule. Yeah, that's that, that's a good rule because it's the whole like, oh, yeah, you can drive it. Don't worry. It's like – And then you know, some other guy, you know, takes a turn wrong and then – Was it know. that number 27 that kept going over the berm oh, on Saturday? <laughs> he was berm happy. We were counting him. I'm like, that's his third trip over the berm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've done my plenty of dudes yeah. that had style on a racetrack. Hey, he too, must have been so. having an awesome Yeah, he night. was. It was probably, I mean, it was, again, it's all he's having a rough night. Um, So that'll be Saturday night. So you can see your car, but you can see your sister will be behind the wheel of it. Now, yeah, I'll actually get to watch it. I heard it looks good. So <laughs> Yeah, it <laughs> looks go. pretty good. So in our view, somehow, well, we got to watch it last week was nice up and close. Yeah. <laughs> closer than I think I wanted little, to in a couple Yeah, races. a little too close. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Where I thought I, I thought the car was coming at me. Um, so you guys have so we've gone through. You got four wheelers. You got junior drags. You have your dirt track. Now you're also into karting, right? We are. Um, our car crew is new as of 2018. Okay. Um, it started because I wanted to get my daughter involved in go kart racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went out and found a cheap go kart. Didn't know much about go karting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told by Keith Bloom, who's another modified racer around, to contact Mike Clawson, so I contacted Mike Clawson. I sat and chatted with him for a while. I had no idea uh, how much, how highly respected he was in the cart world. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I just liked the guy. I liked his passion. I liked what he was doing with his grandson. Mm-hmm. I invited him to be a part of Varium. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's turned into is something absolutely incredible. Uh, Mike and Joseph Houston out of Columbus Junction spent the winter engineering a go-kart, so they built their own chassis. Okay. It's called CH Customs, and we took that battle at the barn, which is an indoor race in Des Moines where they put Coke syrup on uh, concrete. Oh, really? Um, we were able um, to put... Was that like yep. sorry, was that like in like January like 18th, 19th, something like that? Uh, yeah, I can tell you. It was cold. Because I remember <laughs> I was at, we were at winter camp. The only reason I know is, uh, so there was lawnmower racers there? Yeah, lawnmowers. <laughs> I, I know the guys that were, there were lawnmower racing. I, that's who I'm involved with, and I remember seeing it. And so, sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack you, but I was like no, so close to trying to go to that race. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it, to be honest. So yeah. I, I, experiencing new motorsports is pretty neat. So we took this go-kart up there. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason for them engineering this cart is the big box carts, um, they got really disappointed with them because – they won't give you a clear coat. They really don't want you to see their welds. They're really not making improvements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just sought out to make a better one. And they went up there with uh, Jordan Krug 
as a driver who's one of the best drivers around and absolutely dominated that mm. show. Mm. Uh, and the, the passion and the feeling of, of being able to do that was incredible. I mean, the kind of stuff brings tears to your eyes. Yeah. So, so now they've put it on the dirt and they're running the Maxxis series. Okay. Um, you know, Mike Clawson builds Clawson engines. Um, he's widely known. He's raced with the likes of Tony Stewart back in the day. And like I said, he, he's just got contacted to be part of the build for Danica Patrick for her retirement. So that's been really, really exciting and excelled very quickly. He's stopping over at my house later today so we can talk over a few things. It was really interesting uh, of having diverse motorsports mm-hmm. is that the go-kart guys, first of all, all motorsports have have things in common. Yeah. Um, for instance, whether it be a clock, mm-hmm. whether it be strength, uh, whether it be timing, but all motorsports have a different amount of these different kinds of things if you're following me. Mm-hmm. Um, drag racing really relies on a clock. Where dirt track does not. Mm-hmm. However, timing on a dirt track, you got to pick good spots, has is more closely related to um, four wheeler racing. Mm-hmm. Four wheeler racing is more brute strength, mm-hmm. where drag racing is not. However, they're very related because they're heavily rely on the tire, tire game. Mm-hmm. So they all have the same amount. So when you're able to mix go kart guys with quad guys. Uh, we're able to get together and talk over a lot of these things that cross over motorsports, and it's really helped everybody excel. Yeah, that's that's I'm like interesting. Some it's stuff that you wouldn't always think of, like how do junior drags relate to dirt track racing? But when you get to the nitty gritty, like you're talking about, where you're like, it's about timing and it's about tires, and it's like there's all these crossovers that other teams might not be able to have that resource of oh. We have a we have a whole division of our that deals with ATV racing, and we can use some of what they've learned to our dirt track guys. And so it's, you know, you can almost speed track your technology development because of being able to cross over stuff. One of the things we've been involved in for a long time, because personally, um, I was involved as an MMA fighter uh, for years, mm-hmm. and we are part of Cage of Aggression Mixed Martial Arts, which is a very, very big promotion here in Davenport. Okay. Um, a lot of the guys out of this promotion, you'll see wind up in UFC. So with this partnership, we're offered cage side tables from the promoter. Um, and it's an opportunity for us to get together as racers preseason and talk over a lot of these things. We put our machines on display within the River Center in Davenport. Mm-hmm. We let the kids get on the quads. We let kids get inside the junior dragsters. It's really, really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that came of that was we talked about friction. Um, I didn't know a junior dragster was basically had um, a swing arm. The back end of it is basically a swing arm like a four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. So there was lots of conversations about friction and Heim's joints and reduction um, and engines. and so it, It's just an opportunity to get together and cross motorsports, talk things over, work things over. You know, Mike Clawson's got a dyno for cart engines, so we're able to utilize that for the dragsters, which they weren't doing. And, and tires is a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. Really neat to cross over. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, so you guys, you're, and your junior dragsters, I'm guessing, race at Cordova Speedway? Or where do they race the majority of the time? Their home track is actually Byron, Illinois. Okay, okay. Uh, they, they do a lot of um, Cordova as well. Mm-hmm. Um, these They're all young girls. They're mm-hmm. all 14, 10, and I think 8. Okay. Um, Mackenzie Lieferman was our first junior dragster. She's 15, 14, 15 years old. Um, Brianne Covell is... 10, I believe. You have to excuse me. I got a lot of, I try to keep a track of a lot of ages. Mm -hmm. Um, But she is an Illinois state champion last year. 
Um, she's won some major trophies. Yes, last year was a breakout year for her. Now her sister, Brittany Covell, the younger one, in 2016, for some reason didn't lift the throttle in the pits and smacked a tree with her junior dragster. Mm-hmm. A very, very, very scary moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so last weekend she took to the track for her first time in two years. Oh, wow. And she went out there and, and went runner-up, which is extremely That's... difficult at that age. Yeah. So we're extremely impressed, extremely impressed. Yeah, That's incredible. Especially to come back from kind of a scary incident and kind of probably that thought of between her and probably her parents, like, do we want to be doing this? Because I'm sure you deal with it, and it's something that, you know, when there are injuries, you know, how to kind of manage that the right way where people are just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm done. Or wanting to get back on too quickly and then, you know, not resting it out as well. But yeah, so that's another thing that crosses over for motorsports is safety. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation we have frequently. Now, the cool thing about Brandy Covell winning this weekend, mm-hmm. well, she has a her dragster is dedicated to a young lady who did lose her life last year in the junior dragster. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Brandy's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young girl's face and, and picture and mem- memorabilia are all over her car. They're just great people. Mm-hmm. Um, for a young girl that young to have that idea to do that for another young girl is pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool to, on her own, be, to prompt it on her own, not, you know, not like, you should do this to have the heart to go. That was a bad thing, and I want to make sure that people remember that. Remember the legacy of that. If there is anybody out there interested in Gina Dragster racing, by all means, reach out to Varium, reach out to Bill Covell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all for helping people get to the track. Or, or excel their own program, mm-hmm. um, by all means, these are awesome, friendly people and approachable. Um, speaking of that, what is the best way to contact you guys? If you're a parent at home or if you're racing a quad or, you know, any kind or of thing. Somebody that wants to help out. Yeah. You know, you know some, if you want to get involved in racing more than just being sitting in the stands. Because sitting in the stands is fun and it is great, but at a certain point you kind of want to go, well, this is fun in games, but now I kind of want to be involved. And that doesn't mean necessarily getting behind the wheel of something. It could be helping, you know, helping a team out. So what would be a good way to contact you on that? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. I do get a lot of those messages. We do get some phone calls. Um, The best way is a a message on social media. Okay. However, you can always contact any of our racers, and they're going to direct you to me. Okay. Um, My personal cell phone number is always available. It is Mm -hmm. 563-594-8474. Our email address is Varium, V-A-R-I-O-M, GoFast, okay. at gmail.com. Yep. And you can find... The best... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you can find all that on their Facebook page, I believe, because that's actually how I found it. <laughs> um, at least this contact jump. So if you go on Facebook and you search Varium Racing, correct? Yep. Should be... Yep. Find the page. Even if you're just like, well, that's kind of interesting. Go like the page. Follow them around, because I just... I mean, I just kind of got to, like like the tip of the iceberg last night researching it and i was like oh my gosh these right they guys race they race everything you know if it's got wheels they probably race it so you know even if you're just a fan of racing in general check them out because it's really fun to see their journey across the whole you know the whole u.s and especially in the the local area of, of, of being at racetracks and going to different events you know we're extremely appreciative of promoters that put on races I have personally never been a promoter, mm-hmm. um, but what a what a tough spot because you have to almost be friends of everybody, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to carry a heavy fist at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, what a difficult position to be in. My personally, I've been around Monster Jam, 
okay. which is owned by Feld Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been through the quad series with five or six different promoters and series types. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, a few I wasn't a fan of and some I think the world of. In fact, on Facebook, we just posted a picture of a quad race, and it's such a beautiful landscape. There's a pond in the back. You got 12 quads digging out in the dirt, mm-hmm. fighting for position. Really, really cool. Um, and even the difference between a Cordova and a Byron, there's a world of difference. So, you know, I, I do see promoting a racetrack in my future. However, I'm too busy racing right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I give those guys a lot of credit. Nick McCready out there at Makokata, um, you know, they're putting a lot of focus on family entertainment. And I can tell you that you look at like a Monster Jam, right? Uh-huh. And they've taken motorsports and made entertainment out of it. Yes, yes. So there's a balance. There's a balance between competition and entertainment, mm-hmm. um, and it's a fine balance. If you can find a way to combine real hard uh, competition mm-hmm. with really, really good entertainment, that's the key. Yeah, I think because I mean you could have good, good, you could have good competition for like the racers. What the racers might think is good competition might not necessarily translate to. An event, uh, you know, an, an event that is like exciting to watch. You know, I'm sure it's yeah. like if you're in a race, you would love to be the guy that's like in the lead by a half a lap. <laughs> but at that point, the fans are like, and the stands like, okay, well, you know, oh, you know what I mean. As bad as it sounds, like you want you know, you want it to be tight racing. That's what makes the fans like you know jumping on their feet and cheering. And so, like, there is a a line there of, and then you're, and I think your point about Monster Jam. I mean, I've been watching Monster Jam since I was a kid. You know, go through and a lot of different stages of you know they're doing mm-hmm. more big stadium shows to where they do now they do big stadium mm-hmm. shows and they do smaller stadium shows with like a different series where they have you know they they involve side by sides and different motorsport stuff to kind of keep keep it a different than just the typical like oh here comes a monster truck to crush a car you know now they're like here's a monster truck that's gonna like stand on its bumper for thirty seconds and like drive around. Right, which is I think, which is a really good point. Where it's competitive, there's competition there, but it's also entertainment because that's really what's going to get fans in the door and get kids enjoying it. You know, because yeah. kids can tell when what is fun to a kid, you know, is is going to still be fun for adults. Like when it was a race, even the 55 year old kids love it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was very fortunate to have that experience. Um, with that level of of, uh, of motorsports, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that I um, am a firm believer and extremely passionate about grassroots of racing. Mm-hmm. I really truly feel grassroots racing um, is making a comeback, and there's a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of our high level motorsports, um, there's always a balance between um, the dollar and passion. Mm-hmm. So you can have a lot of dollars dumped in. But it starts to lose. You start losing passion because they forget it's the racer, mm-hmm. right? It's the fan. It's the racer that's that's giving you that exposure that these people are paying for you to see. So when you start changing the things and you're not asking the racer, um, you're looking for the dollar bill. You start to lose the piece people that are passionate about. And those people that are passionate about the one that are going to go see those big high level uh, motorsports. Well, they didn't start by watching high-level motorsports. They probably started at a, at a dirt track yep. or a go-kart track, and somebody introduced them, and they kind of grew, and it kind of got bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Um, so there's a balance, and, and promoters have to deal with that too, Yeah, um, that you have to balance the dollar to the passion. You have to remember the fans are extremely passionate. So mm-hmm. if, if you pay attention to motorsports and you, and you watch all types of motorsports, you can kind of see – 
whether they're focused on passion of the racer or they're focused on the dollar bill. Uh, so I love grassroots racing. It's growing. And I'll tell you that I've had a lot of conversations uh, with industry, people in the industry, whether it be uh, clutch manufacturers, tire manufacturers, because um, we do a lot of research for quads. So mm-hmm. I reach out and, and I get and I kind of share research with a lot of those people in the industry. What's coming big, big is uh, flat track racing is coming back. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle flat track racing, they say, is coming back. So it's good to see that, a resurgence of that type of motorsport. Yeah, those guys are nuts. Yeah. I've watched they the, are. I want to try it. Oh, they you don't actually, want to try it. I know. I'll watch. Selfless plug for one of my, or not, this isn't my event. On my event's the next day. But July 7th at Farley Speedway, there's a motorcycle rally, and they're going to do flat track motorcycle racing. Now, it's not really flat track because Farley's banked, but it's the same concept, like, you know, slide in the corner, like not hitting the brake. Yeah. So that'll be, if you want to, like, if you're out there and you want to see it, check it out. I will, again, I'll preference it. I've referenced it before. It is a motorcycle rally, so if you have little kids, might not be the best time to go show them what the sport <laughs> looks like. Yeah. We, have a, we have a lawnmower race there the next day that I'm helping uh, put on. And I've, like, been talking to the guy putting the rally on it. We've had discussions of, like, it is a motorcycle rally. I'm like, yeah, I've kind of tried to figure that out, like, <laughs> All right, maybe not the time yeah. to bring the five-year-old to see what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. But so, yeah. I would bet that's a big hit yeah. for 2018 with the growth. Mm-hmm. And now that I didn't know that was coming, but I'll certainly pay attention to it. I'll probably reach out to some of the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as tires, I think Dunlop has that pretty wrapped up. But I know there's some people trying to infiltrate that in that because they see growth. So yeah. I may reach out and that might show up. Yeah, that's Ew. that's that's really cool because I think there's. I think there's another one in Springfield too. There's like a there's a mile. Yeah, race there's in a Springfield, Springfield mile. And then Peoria has the TT where they have like the extra turn in it, but I don't think they they don't race the twins there. I think they just race no, the singles. The uh, yeah, the Springfield mile I believe is kind of like the hub. It's kind of like the Knoxville yeah, for uh, yeah. sprint cars. Mm-hmm. So I've always been told you want to see some flat track racing, you go to the Springfield mile. So. Mm to make my way there and yeah and i'd like to try that too i might be getting a little old but you know for me if it ain't dangerous it ain't fun yeah exactly i mean <laughs> you only you only could you're only at a point where if you can still get on the bike and try it like you you're at a point where you're like well i might as well try it like at some point i'm gonna look and go well i legitimately can't do that now so if you still have the means to do it give it a spin legitimately because you're going around a circle but uh <laughs> bad at jokes today but yeah i think that uh, i've actually gotten into a couple years ago i think it was like on youtube or something i came across flat track racing and i was just like my mouth was like hitting the floor like these guys are nuts and then i'm like i gotta see i gotta see this and then then i started watching like started watching some old videos they had of like from like the 90s when they were still racing twins on it because at peoria they have a flat track race there too but there's an it like they call it a tt because you take a you have to take a right turn at some point in it and then come like instead, it's not just a true oval, but there's yeah, a jump in yep. it, and they used to jump the twins. Yeah. They don't think they jump the twins anymore because they're too heavy and a little. But I mean, I was watching these like early '90s guys out there with essentially it looks like sportsters, like just letting them hang out, like wah. And I'm like, oh man, what a time! What a hey, time! Hey guys, I've got life. a question for you. Yeah, Mike Lawson of our cart, uh, Varium Cart uh, Division just showed up. You guys want to talk to him for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can bring him. Yeah, 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 we can bring him. All right, you guys chit chat, entertain, and I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, hey, so we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna give you guys a quick middle of the episode update about last weekend. So we want to first thank Nick McCready at Makoga to Speedway for giving us, letting us go, and be in the pits. And by in the pits, I mean he let us be on the infield. Yeah, like on the track. On the, was, 
It's I, pretty cool. We weren't expecting that. Not you know? at all. Like, and so I want to thank him so much for letting us have the whole Makoko dispute with the whole crew for like letting us be a part of your race and dealing with us not knowing what the heck we were doing. It was it yeah. was awesome. We were just uh, you know we weren't really planning on anything. No, we were we not were, at all. <laughs> he just said come by the pits, and then you know we just, he just kind of rolled out the red carpet. And yeah. It was so amazing. It was really cool. And so like the racers, if you guys saw two guys that didn't look like they belonged in the pits. That's because we did it, <laughs> and so. Yeah, I but, mean, I work in an IT field, so you know I'm far from going outside, and I'm a ginger, so <laughs> there's that. I got sunburnt, and you know half of the event was at nighttime. It was, yeah, it was almost all at night. You did get pretty burnt, but yeah. So if you are not doing anything Saturday night, which Saturday we'll get to what else is on Saturday. Go to Makokota, check it out. We made the thing before. They're really they're really cool with us, but yeah, it was a really fun race. So we'll get into the rest at the end. We'll get into the rest of what's going on this Saturday. But if you don't know what's hey going guys. on. Hey, what's up? Hey. I'm here with Mike Lawson of our very own car division. Uh, Mike's the guy I was telling you about that are on the likes of like Tony Stewart and being part of a Danica Patrick build. Uh, Mike can tell you the general logistics of go-karting, but he can also dig into the fine details. Is there anything you guys want to dig into his mind about? Yeah. Um, I'll be trying to think because I wasn't ready for go-kart questions. Yeah. Um. So where, like, what style, like, do you do all sorts of go-kart races, or is it more just oval, or is it, like, when they do the Rock Island race where they're going on the streets, are you involved in that, too? I've been involved in that since okay. the inception. Um, I, I, my house is literally, like, three blocks up the street from the Rock Island Grand where we race. Um, it's not what my forte is, but I, I do mostly dirt oval cars okay. and stuff. And, uh, my, my driving experience is, like, two-cycle racing, and my... Engine building experience is more along the four cycle end of it. So. Okay, that's cool. So he was telling that you've worked with like some pretty high end um, builds. What's kind of, I guess, if you were somebody who's seen go kart racing, maybe on like a lot of people see stuff on YouTube now. What would you say to somebody that's not in it at all? What's a way to maybe start to, to get into the sport? Would 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 be would, to start with? Find a local kart, find a local track. Or, okay. I mean, if we got several. Go and start talking to people. Okay. Find somebody local, and I mean, I can do. I, I'm a guy that I'm in the business for it, but I mean, quite honestly, nationwide people, their local car track is, is the place to go, and a, a local guy is the guy to go to to get the best help you're going to find. Okay, so if everybody. Has- so where where's the local track around here for the Quad City area? Uh, our local Quad City area track is uh, East Moline Speedway, okay. uh, out back of the stock car track. Um, that's that's a dirt oval place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got a sprint track, like an asphalt road course track over in uh, Davenport at the, at the fairgrounds there, right outside of the, where they pit from stock car guys. Oh, they run it off. really? That makes they, sense. They I, was at, I was at Davenport Speedway for when they ran the half miles, and we parked near there. And I was like, I looked up, yep. they must race here because there's, there's lines everywhere. <laughs> yep, yep. They repaid that parking lot uh, last summer. And mm-hmm. Kevin Williams got into, he, his father used to promote that track. And we used to race there with go-karts in front of the fairgrounds mm-hmm. 20 years in the early 90s. And Kevin and his son took it over and you know, did something here last year with the fair board and got us a go-kart tracking out there that seems to be taking off real well, too. That's cool. That's really cool. So there's yeah. a pretty big... Uh, Go, you, there's a pretty big community of people in the Quad City area that are into go-karts. Um, oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, between 
between there and then there's another track just up the road up on 61 up by Belmar too. There's there's another car track up there and all all, all three of the racetracks. Oh wow, there's actually a lot of. Um, when do you guys race normally? If you, if you were like a fan or somebody like us that likes to go to see local stuff, where what when are the races usually? The races, at, I think 61 Cartway are on Saturday afternoons. Okay. Um, I also believe the ones at Davenport are on Saturday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones over East Moline on the dirt are on Sunday afternoons. Okay. So you could actually, when do they start up there? They already started up this season or is it more of one summer kits? They they pretty much, they, they just started racing on the asphalt tracks like last weekend. and okay. dirt track couple practices and their first week of racing is this Sunday, I believe. Oh, so you, technically, because they're racing um, East Moline track, like the big dirt track races Sunday night. So technically, you could you could go you watch you could watch go karts and then you could watch big cars. Right? Yeah, I want to make sure I stop the invite. If there's anybody that wants to come out to the dirt track at East Moline for the go kart track, my daughter and I are typically out there every weekend. We'll be out there in a couple weeks. Contact Barium, come hang out with us. You know, Mike will be out there on occasion to ask questions, but everybody's really cool, really friendly. We will, That's really cool. We'll probably take you up on that at some point. Probably not this Sunday, but um, we'll definitely be in contact about that. So we'll let, and we'll let everybody know that this is the podcast and when we're going to be there so we can all kind of check it out together. But, yeah, I was at East Moline, I think, two weeks ago, and I was, like, looking back. I'm like, I think that's a track back there. I'm pretty sure. And I used to know, I think, then they then they used to race lawnmowers, like, way back in the day at East Moline. Sure did. It yep. sure did. Yep. I, I, I knew a kid that used to race yeah. lawnmowers, and I have seen videos of him racing there. You know, and I looked, I was like, I think that's where they used to race. And we bring lawnmowers up a lot. You'll notice that. If yeah, we're talking, we're, because that's kind of where we started that at. That was where we definitely and, started. And, you know, it's so. something about just watching, you know, these little, like, people are just squatting down into them <laughs> and then just zooming. Well, it's you always know? two big of people on them. Like, yeah. the, the lawnmowers are for the big guys. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, so Saturday, yeah, Sunday afternoons East Moline. Saturday afternoons either up in Delmar or at Davenport. Is there a Facebook pages you can check out that you could recommend of like to follow? Uh, Facebook page, um, Quad City Parkway is uh, East Moline. So then you got. Not sure Route sixty one Speedway, something like that, or sixty one sixty one Parkway for the. Okay. Cool. Okay. We'll try and we'll try and link as much as we can in either the show notes or we'll put them on the Bibster and the Ginger podcast page. So that way, if you guys want to follow the stuff, which again I recommend, follow your local tracks because it's cheap entertainment and it's way better than going to the movies. Is what I usually tell people. Because there's no. I tell you what, I'll send you guys some links to a number of the promotions and tracks that we run at, and you guys can do with them from there. Oh, okay, cool! That'd be yeah. great. I mean, you know, everyone can reach us at uh, Bibster and the Ginger at Outlook dot com. I mean, oh yeah, we're there. About that. We do have that. We do have that. Uh, but we never have talked about. But yeah, um, Mike, thanks for being on. I know you guys got to talk carts, so we don't want to hang out with y'all, or we don't want to take up your whole night. Um, if you guys want, if you guys want to hear more about this kind of stuff, let us know. We'd love to have you guys on more. You know, and check out, especially through the summer as your race season goes, get updates on you know how all your motorsports are doing. Because it sounds like you guys are probably going nonstop with a sport, you know, at least like five or six different things every day of the week, race-wise. This time here, yeah, we're we're extremely busy, and it's all I can do to keep up with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make sure that a majority of what we're doing is is focusing on the people before we are the machine or the racing. Okay. Um, 
you know, I, I didn't I didn't realize we'd do, be doing that when I started this, but I really, really enjoy a racer's story. Every lap, every race, every night, every wrench has a story, and everybody's story is very different. Um, so it's really neat to dig in. Everybody's life is different, so it's so much more than racing. Yeah, it's yeah. just one giant community. Well, and it's a lifestyle, too. Like, if you want to be a racer, it's not just like, oh, you race the one day a week, then you park it on the trailer, and then the next you know, well, week goes by, and you just go, oh, I got to go racing again. It's You're always thinking about it. You're always, like, you're at work, working a job so you can make money, so you can go racing. You know, it's it's a passion about you. It's a, it's a, it's a whole lifestyle. And kind of seeing that from the outside in, there's such a passion there. So... It's been a pleasure, fellas. Hey, yeah. thanks so much. Um, if you guys know how we don't, I don't know, you guys have got a private podcast, but you just end it pretty quick. Um, real quick before we go, if you guys want to hang out, we'll talk real after the podcast a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, check their pace out. On, check their, their um, them out on Facebook. And May twelfth this Saturday, Pete Monster, it's opening mud ball. Come hang out with Bibs and the Ginger. We'll be there all day. On that note, see you later, see you guys. guys. Later. Bye. Bye.